Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. My guest today on the A-Game Podcast is Jim Oliver. He is one half of the dynamic duo behind Create Tailwinds. And they have a very interesting dynamic with infinite banking where Create Tailwind does things where you're able to utilize stuff to compound interest and roll money over, whether you start with five grand a year or five million a year. This is a very unique topic that I haven't had people on my podcast to talk about yet, but he told me some awesome stories after off air about people that have started even making good money, but they were trading all their time and how he was able to switch that up through what he's doing with uh, the infinite banking concept and allow them to roll that over into something that they can actually be in a position where they have good retirement, eventually have good income. And not actually have to trade their time. And for a guy who owns over 30 businesses now, and he said he spends about four hours a day, if that, preferably less, I think is incredible. So a lot of really good lessons to be learned. I'm not even going to attempt to explain a little bit of the foundations of what it is and how it works on this little snippet before. But if you're looking for something different, if you're interested in how infinite banking works, what is it, how you can be the bank, it's really cool. It's it's some interesting stuff. And I like the premise where he was like, you're putting your money in a bank anyway, it might as well be your bank. And that was my aha moment there of like, okay, man, there's really some things you can do. So whether you're just starting off, and you only have a little bit of funds. This is something you could do. If you're starting off and you have a bunch of money, you're looking for ways to mitigate your tax burden, all kinds of things. A lot of good options there for that. So see the show notes for all the ways to connect with the community, get his new book uh, about making bank without the bank by Jim Oliver. I'm going to have his buddy, Nick Costco on soon as well, but uh, see the show notes for the community for resources for them, Jim's email, ways to get the book. I highly suggest you check them out on social media. Definitely check out Jim's book and definitely check out this podcast. And again, while you're checking all those show notes out, go to nicknicknick.com slash links, L-I-N-K-S, for all the ways to subscribe to this podcast. That is the fee. That is the tuition. That is my request from you guys for please, if you're going to be listening to the podcast, even if you don't listen all that much, please subscribe because it goes a long way for us to keep getting more amazing guests to come on and talk about ways to save you time and save you money without a lot of hassles through real estate, multiple other ways to invest and multiple other ways to acquire businesses. I want to keep that party going. So in 2024, 2023, however many years we can keep doing this thing, please interact on social media and please subscribe to the podcast. Again, you can find us on all the social media channels at nicknicknick.com slash links, L-I-N-K-S. Don't put the www in. Sometimes it messes it up. But Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, you name it, we should be on it. Like the comments, share the comments, ask Nick questions, ask Jim questions when we post these different things. It really goes a long way for those algorithms. And of course, if you would like to do some real estate together, text me directly or just DM me the words real estate through any of the social medias or at 516-540-5733. Again, text the word real estate to 516-540-5733 and we can figure out a way for you to either buy investment properties from me, sell investment properties to me, or find a way to partner together or at least have a discussion of how we can work together. That will get that ball rolling. NickNickNick.com slash BiggerPockets for free resources for ways to bring more values to your buyers. If you're a real estate wholesaler or real estate agent, check all that stuff out. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Create Tailwind. Thank you, listeners. A-Game Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Have a fantastic day. So what?
All right, my guest today is an author, an entrepreneur, and a former casket roller, originally fighting out of California, now via Florida. He grew up in a less than stellar financial position and turned himself into a business owner who owns 22, yes, 22 businesses he has owned, including his crown jewel of financial planning firm he's founded known as Create Tailwind. They've been pivoting to provide wealth beyond Wall Street, helping thousands of individuals and businesses achieve financial success by being their own bank. They are now teaching people their need for finance over their need for investment, also spreading his message through the Breakaway Wealth podcast that they host as they teach the infinite banking concept to acquire businesses' assets and find ways to pay less taxes and get more deductions through their principles of abundance, freedom, and control. He has a new book coming out titled Make Bank Without the Bank. Welcome to the A-Game podcast, my buddy Jim Oliver. Welcome, sir. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to spend some time with your audience and uh, have a little fun. You know, I'm, I'm excited to have you on there. It was great to meet you in, uh, in Florida. I guess not too far. You probably drove yeah. in now that I realize you're so close over there. But yeah. you guys have a very unique uh, aspect. I haven't had anybody on my podcast that does what you guys do. And, and more and more, I feel like things get timely. You hear things when you're ready for them. And that whole term of being the bank, I think, is something that I'm starting to pay a lot more attention to. So we'll dig into all the onions yeah. of, I'm sure, a million different things that we can go on that conversation. But starting it out, for people who are not 100% familiar with you yet, can you give a 30,000-foot view of who you are and where you came from? Absolutely. Uh, Jim Oliver, I live in Naples, Florida. I love uh, the winters in Naples, especially. <laughs> and uh, from California, the People's Republic of California. Um, and, uh, you know, the, it was a great place uh, to live, but not really where I lived. I lived in the inner city, and I saw all these people have all this money surrounding me. And as you know, anybody that's been to LA or lives in LA, you could you can go a few miles and you go from, it could look like two different worlds and it could be poverty and then wealth. Um, excuse me, um, scarcity, then abundance. And it's just this very thin line. And I always wondered like, why do these people have so much money and these people have nothing? And I became obsessed with learning it. So as I went through college, they taught me, well, Wall Street, that's where you put your money. So I did. I, I joined Wall Street. I became a full service financial babysitter. I mean, financial planner. <laughs> and um, I did that for 15 years, had 700 million under management. And I went, wait a minute. You know what these reports say? And our actual growth, our CAGR, compound annual growth rate, looks totally wrong. And I said, oh, that's the average rate of return. And it's the gross rate of return. It's not after taxes, expenses, uh, fees, uh, anything else. It's, it's just a fluff number. So what, is this, what are these accounts really growing at? Well, the report said 9.38. It was really four, a little bit over four. So I went, wait a minute, the math doesn't work that uh, at four. And so I, I analyzed my book of business and I, and I threw out everybody that got lucky. So I was analyzing the people that truly had wealth. And it came down to two things, businesses and real estate. And if you own real estate for an investment, you're in the real estate business, right? So I went, wait a minute, why am I teaching these people this? Well, if you think about buying real estate, you think, well, where am I going to get the money? Who's going to finance it? Who's going to do this? If I think about starting a business, well, where am I going to get the money? Who's going to loan me the money to get my first piece of equipment or my first truck or my first whatever? That's banking. 
And so the need for finance outweighs your need for investment, right? And so we're all trying to solve one problem we all have. We finance every single thing that we buy. We either pay interest to somebody else or we give up interest we could have earned somewhere else. Lost opportunity cost. There are no exceptions. But what if we could eliminate that? And how does a bank eliminate that? A bank uses other people's money. It doesn't use its own money. It uses depositors' money. And they go out and make money, a multiple of what they have to pay the depositor. Well, that sounded pretty good to me. So I ran into this 70-some-year-old uh, character, R. Nelson Nash, who was a Southern gentleman. He did a 10-hour seminar. You know, I'm 58, Nick, so I was the, I'm in the seminar era. You know, we would go to seminars and watch people for days and wait for the end for what they're going to sell you, right? Well, with Nelson, nothing came where he was trying to sell me anything. He was just trying to educate me. In fact, after the 10 hours, he sat there for over an hour and answered my questions. Some of them not very bright. <laughs> and he said, you know what, Jim, you're a financial planner. So your paradigm is even more in cement than the average person. So he says, come back. I'm doing this again in two weeks at a different location. Come back and watch it again. I did. And about halfway through, I went, the light bulb went off. And I went, oh my gosh, this guy's brilliant. And I, and I was obsessed with learning everything that he learned and knew um, from that point forward until his death a few years ago. Uh, but Nick, everything that we're taught about money is wrong. And the majority has never been right about anything. So where do we get the confidence and the courage to go against the grain? Well, it's kind of like if you and I were going to go drop, uh, climb Mount Everest tomorrow, I mean, we'd make sure we had all the right gear. We'd make sure that we trained and were in shape and everything else, right? But one thing I'm going to go get for sure, and I'm going to make sure that we, I get us the best Sherpa on the planet. I want somebody that's been to the top of that mountain, made it down over and over and over again, and one that goes, oh, wait a minute. No, we stop here. Let's go back. We'll try again. Because there's always those days, right? There's always the weather will come in sooner or later. Um, you got to know when to turn around. So I that's how I got to where I am. And I thought to myself, well, wait a minute. Businesses and real estate using infinite banking well, the first thing to do is for me to do it myself. And every business owner that I approached and said, hey, I got this idea on how to increase the value of your business and or I want to buy your business. They were all ears. I mean, not that I bought everyone that I approached, but they were all ears. And so I thought, all right, now I got to figure out how to grow these businesses, right? And now I don't touch any of them knock on wood, uh, unless there's an emergency. And other than Create Tailwind, because Create Tailwind's whole mission is to educate people on how, how money really works and educate people on freedom. And freedom is not Friday, Saturday, Friday night, Saturday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's not. It's seven days a week. It's maybe not 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but it's 20 hours, seven days a week. You know, so... That's what I'm all about, freedom. Doing what you want to do when you want to do it, Nick. 
I love that, man. So there's a couple of like very good points we can make off of that. There's a hundred different directions we can go. But one of the things you talked about was financial education. And I've heard you say hope is not a strategy. So yep. I'd love to hear before we dig into the actual specifics of infinite banking and what Create Tailwind does, I think it's important for people to understand the illusion of saving your way to wealth and why that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. Thank you. That's a great, great uh, question. So one of the reasons that it doesn't work is you're saving something that the government is debasing, right? So the dollars in your pocket, they're going down in value every single minute. So why would you save something that was going down in value? Well, you wouldn't, right? Instruments are affected by inflation. Assets are actually benefited by inflation. If I own an apartment and the rent is three grand a month, remember I'm in Naples, and uh, and and the government keeps on printing more money. I just raise my rents. The value of my asset, the apartment complex, goes up in value. My rents go up. It just keeps going up, and I keep up with inflation. If I have money sitting in Wall Street, that money is in dollars. That may be two thousand ten dollars when I put it in. Like like that dollar from two thousand ten was a lot more valuable than a dollar today. But I'm going to put good dollars in and take bad dollars out down the road, 20, 30, 40 years. Excuse me. Um, motion is a law of God. Air has to flow in and out of our bodies or we die. Blood has to flow through our bodies or we die. Water has to flow or it becomes stagnant or dies. Money has to flow. Banks don't have money sitting. They keep it moving. The, and banking is the most valuable business in the world. But the reason that we're taught all of these things that are wrong is that so we can be good consumers. The reason that there's an IRA and 401k is this, it was to save Wall Street in the early 70s and late 70s with the 401k because the IRA was so successful. But people didn't put money in Wall Street. Not the everyday American didn't do that. So all of these things are designed to control us. Now, you could think that I'm crazy and I'm a conspiracy theorist. I'm not, okay? It's just the reality of it. It's just the truth. And if you, if what you thought to be true, Nick, turned out not to be true, when would you want to know about it? Now. Now. That's why I'm so passionate about teaching people this because think about what a bank does. You go down and you put money in a bank. You deposit money in a bank. Now, when you deposit money at the bank, is that an asset or a liability for the bank? Asset. That's what everybody says, but it's a liability because the bank has to give that back to you anytime you want, and they have to pay you a little bit of interest, and they haven't done any, they haven't made any money with it, right? But how do they turn it into an asset? They loan it to someone else. Okay, so in 2016, and you might say, Jim, why 2016? Because all this stuff is cyclical. I could, I could have chosen 2000. It doesn't matter. 2016, Bank of America, their average interest income what they were charging borrowers, 5.2%. Their average interest expense, 0.2%. Okay, so people go, well, that's 5%. The bank's making 5% more than me, no big deal. So if you deposit $10,000 in the bank, in a year, you're going to get paid 20, and the borrower's going to pay 520. And you go, it's only 500 bucks, Jim. You know, the bank's got to make money. Well, then you got to understand how a business works, because the it's not that. That's what the consumer brain has been taught and trained to think. But you divide the cost into the profit. 
and $20 goes into $520 26 times. So that means the bank is making 26 times what you're making with your money. Does it get worse, Nick? It does. Because <laughs> there's only one banking system in the world. So if you have money deposited at a bank, borrowed from that same bank or a different bank, the banking system is making 26 times 2,600% more than you with your money from you. And if anybody understood that, they wouldn't do it. So what is infinite banking? You're all three of those entities. You're the depositor, the owner of the bank, and the borrower. There's a wall around it. So if there's a wall around it and you're the only person inside the wall, how does anybody ever make any money from you? They don't. How do you lose money to someone else? You don't. So you have this insurance contract. Oh, bad. Insurance contracts are bad, right? And I mean, look, I wouldn't want to just go sell death benefit and you know all that stuff. I mean, I wouldn't want to do it. But you have this life insurance contract. And the reason that you do is because when you have a life insurance contract with a mutual insurance company, you're actually an owner of that insurance company. You're a small owner, right? But you're the policy owner. So now you're the depositor, you're the owner of that contract, and now you're going to be the borrower. And you're going to go buy cash flowing assets. Now, as that money flows back through, because the, the insurance company, when you're a policy owner and a small owner of that insurance company, they have to give you a loan of their money, not your money, your money never leaves that account, of their money, interest only. All right, Nick. So I like I like scenarios or uh, I like to think, okay, would I do this? So if I would loan you, Nick, today, $100 million, and your only obligation was to pay me $5 million of interest one year from today, would you take the loan? I don't know. I feel like I'm getting set up here. <laughs> <laughs> well... You're not getting set up because I know you're, I, I, I know I tricked you on the asset. I'm sorry, but uh, this isn't a trick question. You would take the loan, but I'll, I'll turn it around. Let's say you asked me that question. So you're going to loan me a hundred million bucks. And the only thing I have to do is one year from today, pay you $5 million of interest, right? Okay. So here's what I'm going to do is I'm going to take your hundred million and I'm going to go get 400 million from the bank or the seller. And I'm going to buy $500 million worth of real estate. Okay. Now, when I buy real estate, I know it's a little tougher now, but I could show you how to do it. It's happening right now today, even with these interest rates. I want to get 25% cash on cash minimum. Okay. People in the audience that are new to real estate, they're going to say that's too high. People that are really kicking butt in real estate, they're going to say that's too low. It's just a number. So you loan me $100 million. I'm going to make $25 million. I'm going to call you and I'm going to say, hey, Nick. I'd love to uh, fly up to Chicago and take you to Chicago. What is it? Chicago Chop House. Um, one of my favorite steak restaurants. And uh, buy you a steak and give you your check. So we have a great steak, which we would at that place. And I hand you a check for $5 million. And you say, hey, Jim, you want to pay any principal? And I say, nope, see you next year. That's the interest-only loan. That's the power of that. I'm in control. What do banks want? They want our money. They want use and control of it. 
right? They and they and and um and they they need liquidity to loan out. And and they and, and so control and use are the two biggest things. We're in control. We get to use the insurance company's money to go make money. Yes, they charge us interest to use their money while our money's growing guaranteed every single day tax free. And then we get to go buy these assets. So what most people, when they're talking about, um, and I'm sorry to go on this long, uh, uh, this long rant here, but uh, uh, what most people think about infinite banking, Nick, is they think this is a way to finance their cars, their vacations, you know, things like that, equipment for their business. And it does do that. And you can do that. But buying cash flowing assets is really where the power is. And every business in the world needs a line of credit because most businesses have a season and their money comes in seasonally, right? It's up and down, but the bills tend to be more like this. And all I'm showing business owners is this is an alternative bank that pays dividends that you control instead of somebody else. I love that, man. A lot, a lot of interesting points to ponder there. And you you hit it on the head with like the, the banks are business like anybody else. And that point of like the, you get them the money, the assets and liabilities, their cash on cash return is, is almost like infinite because it's not even their money. So right. I think when, when people think that, uh, I think there's a, that old tale about like monkey paw where the monkeys like go and they put their hand in and they grab the stuff and then they get captured. But if they just would let it go, but people hold on thinking that yeah. that's like what the thing that's keeping them safe and they're losing that money every day. But um, parlaying that is obviously we have a lot of business owners from different shapes and sizes and quality of life and all kinds of different things to listen to this podcast being somebody that i believe you own 22 businesses what is something you do when you're going through all this stuff because obviously you have to know this very well but i would assume owning 22 businesses you have no free time you're on the calls all day long but like that's obviously not the case so talk a little bit about uh, the how you've perfected being a business owner and not having to give all of your time to the business so um, that's a great question. I love that question. So I figured out a way, I figured out a system on, in, in, inside of each of these areas, there's different techniques, but how to buy the business, right? Over time or um, without using my money. Number two um, is how to hire the, the right people and overpay them. I give everybody opportunity for equity. And and number three is how to grow the business. So, you know, you, you, you got to buy the business. Typically you got to clean stuff up. If you're, you know, like, um, I'll give you an, an example that I bought this business and, uh, we didn't have contracts with our vendors. We didn't have, um, you know, margin targets, anything like that. It was like, how much are we making from that contract? No idea. Um, all the books were a mess. Their books were a mess. So I brought in a team. Um, and they cleaned everything up and the business went from being, you know, barely profitable to a nice little profitable business. Now the tricky part comes growth. Well, how do you get growth? You share, right? I mean, you share, I mean, give me, if, if I'm, if I was a 30 year old, uh, person that really wanted to own a business and I knew how to run this car wash, right? But I had ideas on how to make the car wash go from here to here. And if I go to here, then I own 20% of that car wash. Guess what? I'm going to act like an owner. And so that's one of the keys. Find really good people and overpay them. 
Give them opportunity. No, there's no free lunch. You don't get the results. You don't get the, the, you know, the, you don't get the carrot. And so that's what I would say. And, um, and, and, and they understand the expectation is that I will not get a phone call every month even. Right. And I have a bookkeeper that she gets all of the PLs from all these companies and, and shows me the PLs at the end of the month. And I probably spend a couple hours looking at that. But my thing is four hours a day, four days a week. That's all I'm willing to. And, and most of that time is spent with Cray Tailwind and educating people about how money really works. Because if I show you something and you take it and you run with it, and then you call me and you say, hey, Jim, I had this idea with another use for my infinite banking system. Well, now we're both growing, right? We're both being creative. And I, and I love that. That's awesome. So it's performance based. They have to have a dog in the fight and that causes them to shape up or ship out more, more, more or less, right? Yeah. And you know what? I, I would love to tell you, Nick, that every time that I give somebody an opportunity, they take it and we live happily ever after. <laughs> That's not reality, right? I mean, I, I have a trash company up in Louisville, Kentucky, and I think I'm on my fourth person. And I'm pretty sure that I've got the right person in there now. And, um, you know, they've got the schedule. Here's the schedule. Get to this amount of recurring revenue and you start to vest and you go 5, 10, 15, 20. Do it. I would love that. I mean, I, I, the, that's a great phone call to make to my attorney to have that that initiated. That's awesome, man. So flipping back now to, uh, to Infinite Banking. Yeah. Give like a, so if we had to simplify exactly what the infinite banking concept is on, on a base level, what would be like your, your 30 second pitch on infinite banking? Yeah. Every, some, somebody's going to be the banker in your life. It might as well be you. So all you have to do is have a money pool. That's what a bank has that you control. And you're solving that one thing that I said earlier, we finance every single thing that we buy. And I'll show you the impact of that. Your need to solve that problem outweighs your need for savings, for investing, for a new boat, any of those things. You have to solve that problem or you have no chance to have true wealth and abundance. Awesome. So I think uh, some, some follow-up questions from there is, did I hear right that a lot of this is done through investing with insurance companies? So the insurance, well, see, here's the thing is, is the insurance companies where we hold the money. And the reason we hold the money there is it's guaranteed to grow every single day, tax invisible. And that means that I can use the insurance company's money to go out and make money, kind of in the $100 million scenario that I, uh, that you and I talked about, is now it's just a matter of how much money can I get, right? I mean, how much money can I get? And how can I get that velocity moving? How can I get that money moving, which, is, again, is the law of God? So... That's the problem that we're trying to solve. And it's, you know, also, Nick, I like to say compared to what? Compared to <laughs> I make some money, I put it in Wall Street because my buddy, and hey, I got a great friend who's with uh, Morgan Stanley. And, um, you know, give him some money. He's going to go make me some money. He's going to make a lot of money. Have money, 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 money. Okay. But the real money and even the Morgan Stanley guys, they go, hey, do you see that guy driving that Lambo? Yeah, you know what he does is he's got uh, dialysis clinics all up in the Northeast. 
dialysis. Man, a lot of people are on dialysis. He owns a business. How about that guy? That guy owns a trash company. Oh yeah, trash is really profitable. That guy's a contractor. That guy owns an electronics business. And when I say guy, I mean man or woman, by the way. But uh, that's where it's at, right? That's where it's at. Own the business. And if you're like me, an old guy, 58, get somebody else to run it. You're a young guy, find a guy like me. Sell me on the fact that you want to run one of my businesses. Better yet, find me a business to buy and have you run it. The business you're working in. One of the car washes that I was looking at, the guy, the, the guy that he was so afraid that I was going to come in and terminate him. He had run the he had run the car wash since he was in high school. It was 16 years he'd been there. <laughs> the first thing I did, I said, look, I'm I'm giving you a raise and I'm giving you opportunity to be an owner. That's and he was like, Oh, you're not getting rid of me? No, uh -huh. I'm not getting rid of me. He goes, well, my wife works here too. I go, she is fine too. Okay. You know, <laughs> you know awesome. I want happy people and I want hardworking people and I want people to get results. Yeah. I mean, I guess the, when you look at it, paying them that little bit more and showing them a little bit of that, that respect and giving them that hope and, and making them feel like they're part of something instead of just somebody who's collecting a paycheck, whatever money extra you're putting in per hour for that versus what you're getting back for having somebody that's actually productive and not getting weighed down with all the, the even just the turnover, just take everything else off the, just having to retrain, like all that stuff takes so much time, so much energy. It's such a pain in the ass. So I like where you're at there. That, that it's like a, almost like a little bit of an investment in yourself to have yeah. that pay off long-term for the next 10, 15, 20 years. So Nick, you said, you said the hope thing, and I'm sorry, I didn't answer that question. So what I mean by hope is not a strategy right, is this is the typical way that you interact with a financial planner, is you sit down, you tell them a lot about yourself, right, and they come up with some guesses and projections on numbers. If your income continues to grow like this, if you invest this percentage, if the investment does this return every year, if inflation does this, then 20, 30, 40 years down the road, we're going to, uh, you're going to be fine. So what we do is you make some guesses because you're guessing at what your income is going to do. I make some guesses and then we hope together. That doesn't sound like a good strategy to me. <laughs> you know, what, what I would rather do is if I'm in my 20s, 30s, or it doesn't matter what, but if, if I'm starting out, I'm not buying into that. I know that I don't need to retire. retire the, the definition of retirement is to be taken out of service. Again, at 58, I always say, I kid around and I say I'm halfway. But my resignation will be in my obituary. I love what I do, right? I don't want to quit. If I was a professional golfer, I'd never want to quit, right? I mean, I'm, I mean, I want to keep on making money playing a game I love to play. So... I love the game that I play. I educate people on how money really works. But I have enough money coming in, whether I go to work or not, that would support my ideal lifestyle. So I'm financially independent, financially free. If I'm in my 20s, I get a vision of what I want my lifestyle to look at. Like, where do I want to live? What kind of cars do I want to drive? Do I want to fly? How do I want to fly? You know, coach. 
first class, private, whatever it is, get a vision. And then how much money annually does that take? And then let's go buy some assets that are going to provide that income. Can you always change it? Yeah. I didn't start off thinking that I was going to have, you know, my, my business is really because of some crypto mining stuff that I'm doing. It's probably over 30, but I can't even tell you some of the other companies because they're little mining projects of mining Bitcoin. Because, you know, even an old guy can learn, you know, an old dog can learn a new trick, <laughs> you know? So, um, but that's the key is it's not retirement. You want cash flow. If you have been kicking yourself that you didn't start investing in real estate sooner, whether you're beginner, intermediate, or advanced, any way you're looking to get in on a residential, commercial, land development, wholesaling, fix and flips, whatever it is, let's find a way to get you involved in some projects, get you some properties, whether you want to sell some properties to me, whether you want to buy some properties from me, whether residential, fix and flip, cash flow, multifamily, whatever it is you're looking for, let's figure out a way to get you involved or find a way for us to partner up on some deals. Go to www.nicknicknick.com. Go on the consultation tab and figure out how to schedule an appointment to talk about where you fit in if you are not sure. Or you can just reach out to me on any of my social media channels. If you go on www.nicknicknick.com slash links, you will see all the different ways to connect with me and figure out how we can start to work together, make it happen. Everybody that invests in real estate always just says they wish they did it sooner. Best time to start is today. You know, that's it's interesting because I remember when the pandemic happened, and a lot of my friends that were doing transactional stuff, not that they needed the, the money on a day-to-day -day basis, but there was an element of panic of, I have to know how this is going to affect my business and how do we adjust versus some of my guys that just have been buying boring properties for the last 15, 20 years, they didn't really care. Like, even if they took a little bit of a hit on their income, it wasn't enough to affect their lifestyle. Like, it was all good. It was all bills paid. And I think part of, you know, taking the discussion for why would somebody want to look into what you're doing with infinite banking and become their own bank. Even just starting out, I tell people all the time, and I heard you echo the same sentiment of two of the crises that people do not talk about in this country are one, when you do get to the point where you want to quote unquote retire, the cost of assisted living is insane for the average person and kind of what we're looking at now. They also want you to basically appear broke before they ever kick anything in, which is a whole yeah. other thing. Yeah. And then affordable housing, man, affordable housing prices have gone up weight and the wages have not so like everything else is more expensive except what they're paying people for so how do you start to be proactive against that and as we said not just sit around and hope and i think that's where this conversation starts of regardless of what age you are is it too late to start building that like what would your advice be 20s 30s 40s 50s 60s yeah. when's the best time to start when's the best time to start doing an, an infinite banking system right now i mean i i started at 38 i wish i would have started at 20 i've had clients i had a client that started at 83 Huh. Yeah, I mean, live five more years, but he, he bought all these insurance contracts on the different generations, uh, his kids, his grandkids, his great grandkids. And he said to them, you have to borrow. I'm not giving you a dollar when I graduate from this world. You got to borrow it from these insurance contracts. You got to pay it back with interest. And if you do that, then you can borrow more. And that was 10 years ago. And out of his family, two of them have done an amazing job with it because they loaned the money. They, he, the, the family loaned the money. They paid it back. They borrowed more money. They bought more. They bought more. They bought more. Just like if you could go to the bank and get anything you wanted anytime you want, well, guess what? We can go make some serious money. But I've had people 
what I tell people is, if you start in your 20s, you'll be financially independent by your 30s, right? I mean, it's not a 30-year project. And if you're 60, you're smarter than you were than you were in your 20s, or you at least know some of the things to avoid. And you could probably do it in less than 10 years. But if I said to you, okay, you're going to be 65, 68, and you're going to be financially independent, and you're actually going to like what you do, and you're going to want to keep doing it until you can't do it anymore, you'd say, okay, sounds great. You know, what we don't want is we don't want to be told when we have to be somewhere. We want to do what we want to do when we want to do it. And we're taught to be financial slaves. Go put your money in a government program that doesn't tell you what the tax consequences are. Real estate is too hard. It's, it's too much. You can't do it. Interest rates are high. It's bad timing. It's, you know, that's, you know, people made money in the 60s. Yeah, in the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the, forever. People have made money in real estate, right? And so um, the majority has never been right about anything. So don't be in the majority. Wise words, sir. Wise words. So now let's say you want to get involved. Bless you, sir. What's the, what is the, is, is there a minimum like budget wise? Like where, where could somebody start out? Like where's like a nice, happy kickoff point financially? I've had people start with $5,000 a year and I've had people start with millions of dollars a year. If you were going to go start a bank, it's not how big the bank is when you start. It's how it's just getting started. Right. I mean, a bank shows up, they have some assets, but they go get deposits. Well, we buy more assets, we'll have more deposits. You will grow your system. It's, it's not because um, you want to, you know, Nelson had over 50 policies that he was using this for when he passed. 50. I mean, I know guys that are on pace to have more than that. And, and it's because my, my tenants and my customers pay all the premiums that, and all the money that I have coming back through the insurance contracts. And after a while, Nick, when I put in a dollar, I have more than a dollar to go invest. And around year 10, I put in a dollar, I have a dollar 50. So if I was putting a hundred grand in and I had 150 grand to go put in real estate, guess what? I win. And so you could start wherever you want to start, but wherever you start, even if you started with a million dollars a year, you're going to grow it. It's just the nature of the system. So start wherever you're going to start. I mean, that's what I would tell anybody for anything. And start by educating yourself. I've got lots of free stuff on our community. Um, Create Tailwind. You can go to the Android or Apple app and search just Create Tailwind, all one word, or go to community.createtailwind.com. There's a lot of free stuff on there. The Nelson course is 200 bucks. That's because it's not mine. They're, they're, that's what they charge. They charge me the same as I'm charging you. Uh, so there's lots of stuff on there that's all free. That's the only nice. thing I shouldn't tell free, but because his isn't free. But um, and man, I, I tell you, like I grew up poor. I wondered what these people did in these neighborhoods that I couldn't conceive living in, and I want to help other people, regardless of whether you grew up rich or poor or somewhere in between that you can do this too. So let's, let's play out the scenario. Let's say you're talking okay. to somebody now. Yep. They have 25, 50 grand the first year. Yep. How does that start to compound or what does that process look like that within 10 or 15 years, they've turned that 50 grand a year into 
financial freedom or to just at least better quality of life. Absolutely. So let me, this might be hard to visualize, but I'm going to give it a shot. <laughs> Is I'm going to use a hundred thousand though, Nick, I went to public school. So my, I gotta, I gotta make the number round so I can do the math. Okay. Fair, fair. So if you put in a hundred thousand dollars and here's the catch on the insurance contract, the first year, you're not going to have all hundred thousand dollars to go put in your investment. There's cash drag in the beginning, but remember the owner of a business makes an investment. The customer doesn't have to make an investment. So you put in a hundred grand and let's say you're going to have 60, 70, 80,000, whatever it is of that hundred grand to go put in motion. So I'm going to take, I'm going to use the lowest number 60. I'm going to take 60 and I'm going to use it as a 20% down payment. And I'm going to go get 80% loan to value from the seller or the bank. Now, the reason I say 80 is to make the math easy too, but I can sometimes get a hundred percent from the seller. Just did that not too long ago. And the bank might only give me 70, right? So it's just somewhere in between. Okay, so I'm going to take that 60 grand. I'm going to go buy a $300,000 property. Now, again, my cash on cash target minimum is 25%. I can show you all day long, guys, that are doing better than that. But let's just say 25%. If I can make it 10%, I can make it 20%. All of it still works. It's just a matter of how time it leverage, how much time it takes to leverage. But at 25%, I'm going to make 15 grand on that first property, right? 60% or $60,000, uh, 25% cash on cash. So that 15 grand goes back to me. The next year, I'm going to put another hundred grand in this policy because I want to keep on funding it and getting it bigger. So now when I put in a hundred grand, I don't have 60, I have 95. Okay. The policy I've gotten all the expenses out of the policy out of the way or a lot of them. And so I put a hundred in. I have 95, but I have that 15 I can use again too, right? That flowed in from the uh, uh, the first property. So I take that, but I'm only going to take 100. That's 110, but I'm going to take 100 of it because again, I like to make the math easy. I'm going to use that as a 80 or 20% down payment. And I'm going to go um, uh, get 80% from the seller of the bank. And I'm going to buy a $500,000 property. And now my 25% cash on cash is 25 grand plus the 15 grand. Now I have 40 grand a year coming in from those two properties. If I do this for four years, Nick, I have $120,000 coming in, not investing any more money, just putting a hundred grand a year into my infinite banking system. And I'm going to have a hundred grand flow into somebody else's bank every year. So I'm just going to flow it into mine. I'm going to have cash drag in the beginning because I'm starting a business. And then it's going to start to leverage because every, now we're doing infinite banking. Again, by year four, I put in 400 grand. I buy $2.4 million worth of real estate and I have $120,000 of passive revenue. Now, why not passive income? Because I'm not paying tax on all of that. I'm going to do cost segregation. I'm going to do, I'm going to do everything I can to reduce that income. Right. So that's kind of a scenario. And here's the thing that's funny when I tell people that is they come back to me and they say, Jim, well, I've got this thing, like in my business, if I put a dollar and I get 40 cents back and I said, okay, all right, let's start off. You put in a hundred thousand, you have 60, you get 40% on that 60. 
that's at, you know, that's uh 20, what is that? Uh, that's 24,000, 24,000. Look, your numbers are going to be better. You want me to keep going? I'll keep going, but better. So the whole thing is, is that all these spreadsheets and these reports that investment people want to show you doesn't really matter. What matters is cash flow. What matters is 40%. I can make 10% work, right? I can sure make 40% work. 40%, you're going to be, in 10 years, you're going to be financially independent. Easy. That makes a lot of sense. I appreciate the visuals. So obviously there's a lot of pros. And one of the things I always like to ask is what are the risks or the top mistakes you see when yeah. doing this infinite banking strategy? I love that question. First of all, the, the, the negative is there's, there's a cash drag in the first year, right? Um, and there, so much that that's a negative, Nick, that there are guys that try to bastardize how to design the insurance contract to eliminate it. But then you you get an advantage in the first year, but you lose your advantages every year after that. So I don't I don't like that. But so that's one negative. The other thing is sometimes people put this money in these insurance contracts and they just leave it there. They don't go find the opportunities, even if it's passive. They don't go find it. You know, I mean, work with somebody that, you know, like and trust that will let you be a passive investor for 10, 12 a guy yesterday on, on medical commercial real estate said 20 some percent passive. Um, and so be a passive investor if you need to be, but don't let the money sit, right? Motion is the law of God. And the last thing that they do is they get foolish on the investment part. So when I say I'm going to go buy this property and they say, hey, you know what? There's somebody selling this uh, a carbon air scrubber thing where if I put in 400 grand, I get the take $2 million off my income. That sounds really good. Or there's uh, some institutional Vanguard fund that'll pay me 2% 2, 2 a, uh, a month. I'm going to put the money in there. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is, but they make a mistake and they buy something they shouldn't have bought. Or they buy one thing, it didn't work out that great, and they stop. I know with you, with anybody else, if I say, hey, I'll do 10 deals with you, Everybody that I know in the in that space, they're gonna win around eight percent or eight times out of ten. But if I only do one deal, I might be the I might be the wrong two. So I gotta do more. So you gotta put it in there and you gotta have that kind of courage and confidence to keep going and and to absorb the ones that are not that great and they and and uh, uh, limit your exposure. I love that, man. So talking about climbing Mount Everest and working with somebody who knows what they're doing, talk about create tailwind because obviously putting that in there and, and having it sit stagnant, I want somebody who knows how to now put that to work. Is that where you guys come in? We do. And that's one of the that's one of the main purposes of the podcast is I interview people. Our 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 uh our cycle is three interviews, one topic, right? So we interview three people that are doing mobile home parks, that are doing RV parks, that are doing um, multifamily, medical, um, sub to what, whatever it is, right? And I'm not telling you to invest in any of them, except for now you got to do your due diligence. This is you're running your own business. And right? I'm not telling you you're not smart enough to control your own money. You are. That's what Wall Street tells you. You're not smart enough. We are. We're trained. Not really. 
but uh so so yeah that's 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 where we come in we've done a lot of deals i i mean like even going hey do i pay off my loans do i pay the premium do i pay this with all the you know i had a windfall okay or do i buy more more policies well if you haven't done this very often you, probably the answer is buy more policies right that's what somebody's going to say because they don't know the answer but we've done this enough. And like, like you said, I've bought a lot of companies using this and the other people I partner with everybody that's on the team in create tailwind buying other businesses. And, um, uh, you know, it's, uh, we're passionate about it and we are creating more and more content every single day to help you. And we, by the way, our whole process is this. We educate you until you decide one of two things. This is for me or it's not for me. That's it. No, that's it. And because it's not for everybody. Being a business owner isn't for everybody. But if you can do it, which I hope you can, then you should. And if you can do infinite banking, which I hope you do, you should. And, and be your own boss. Control the money flow. But... Um, you know, you know, where the people on our team come from is our customers. I've got a great, super successful real estate person who's joining our team because he's like, he's done it. He's seen like, Jim, what you said was going to happen, happened. I get it now. I want to go teach other people how to do that. And that's, that's awesome. Fun. I love that. So you guys got the Breakaway Wealth Podcast. Yep. Uh, createtailwind.com. Is that the website? Yep. Createtailwind.com. And within that, you have a community, right? So talk yep. a little bit about the community because I'm, I'm a yeah. big believer in that, you know, especially now it. it's, yeah. it's a whole thing. You know, I, I, I'm obviously a jujitsu guy. I talk about it all the time, yep. but the sense of community I've had for people that understand my love of jujitsu and the struggles of jujitsu and like the dedication, all that stuff. Like it's you, you, you're on an Island, but you're on an Island with people that are, are again, like people you like, know, and trust that are on that same journey. So I love that you build a community because I feel like that that's such a mandatory point of any success in any sort of asset class or venture. You have to have that. So talk about what you guys have built with that. Yeah. So the, what we're, what we're, what we've built and what we're building, because I have like big, a big vision for this community is the community is there because nobody wants to do it alone, right? When you're on a journey, like we talked about with the Sherpa or, you know, hey, if we're going to go across country, nobody says, hey, I'm going to get in my car and drive across the country by myself. Man, it's going to be so much fun. You're like, hey, let me get a couple of people to go with me, right? But, but also when you've done it, you want to give back. Like, man, that was crazy. We just did that. Hey, let me show you how to do it because you're going to love it too. And, and it's in, so the community you come in, it teaches you the basics, how to be tax invisible. What is IBC? Um, it's just math, right? There's calculators like, Hey, my 401k, I get free money. No, you don't. Let me show you the math. And so we educate you. And then there's other members that are in similar situations. So then there's interaction. Our next phase is to take people like, like you and say, Hey, do why don't you and Nick Costco do, or, and maybe somebody else in jujitsu do a two hour course on why jujitsu? Cause everybody that I know in jujitsu, they're so passionate about it all the way down to uh, Nick's little girls 
I mean, his, his one little girl just got a gold medal. She, I saw her picture on online. Oh, that's and, cool. And like, she's passionate about it. Right. Well, I, I don't understand that because I'm not, I've never done jujitsu. So like, I would love a course on what is the passion of, and why is there a community in jujitsu? And th that two hours, somebody might take that and go, you know, kill it in business with it. Right. Because everything that I see is people that do jujitsu are successful in other things in their lives too. And maybe that's all martial arts, but I hear it from jujitsu all the time. So I, I, that's the next phase is crypto courses, jujitsu, mindset, health, um, relationships, right? And, and I'm, and I'm, and we're getting, we believe in who, not how I'm not going to do a course on jujitsu. Right. And I'm not probably going to do the course, uh, since I'm a 58 year old, uh, single dude, I'm probably not going to do it on the relationships. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I know that I'm who, not how I'll find a who that is the expert. I'm not me trying to become the expert. Awesome. So man. We're going to build that and more and more and more content until we just provide value. And what I really want is I want that kid that's sitting in class and saying, man, that kid's going to be a doctor someday. That kid's going to be this. What am I going to be? I'm going to drive a trash truck. No, dude, you don't like, you, just because you're not good in school doesn't mean you can't be a business owner. Doesn't mean you can't own real estate. Doesn't mean you can't be way more successful than any of those um, W-2 highly paid W-2 employees, but let's figure out what you are good at. Let's figure out what you do like, and let's educate yourself. So like, I want to say, hey, here's a, here's a course on how to win friends and influence people. I can read the book if I'm 20, but if I had somebody for an hour explaining the book to me afterwards, that's going to help me. You know, um, th that's how I learned things is, is I just read an hour a day every day because somebody, a janitor told me that if I do that, I'd be an expert in whatever subject I was reading about in six weeks. Is he right? I have no idea if he's right, but it created this habit for me of reading for an hour a day. Fantastic, man. So speaking of content and reading, let's talk about Make Bank Without the Bank. You got a new book. Yeah. Let's talk about the new book. Make, oh, oh. I'm flip it. Yeah, there we go. Make <laughs> Bank Without the Bank. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this book, again, it goes through the first few chapters are about my life and where I came from and why I got obsessed with money. And then the mistakes that I made when I learned everything that I needed to learn at 13 years old, I, I, I was shown it was businesses and real estate because I, I grew up in Inglewood and I, and I, uh, I had a job in, uh, in the summers starting when I was 13, swinging a hammer in a casket factory. So I actually built caskets and the hardware that go on the caskets. Right. Well, the owner of the business and i'm sweating like crazy it's summer it's southern california you know i'm swinging this heavy hammer um and the owner's coming in for a couple hours here a couple hours there and i'm working like a madman right and and um and then i i'm walking in my neighborhood and i look down and i see that business owner pulling weeds in a in a front yard i said what are you doing here he said oh i own this this uh, house. I said, no, you live in Palos Verdes, which to me, and if you're from Palos Verdes, I'm sure it's not perfect. To me, it was, okay. It was up on the hill. You could see the ocean, you know, everything. 
He said, I own this, I rent it out. So everything that I needed to know, Nick, I learned that summer that I was 13 years old. I'd love to tell you I was that smart. And then I grasped onto it and I built it, built it, built it. No, I ignored it for 20 years. But then it hit me, wait a minute, Dwayne McIntyre, right? And, and so the book talks a little bit about that and that revelation. And, and it talks about the adversity that I overcame. I was homeless at one point in time. And again, I wondered why are we homeless and these other people have abundance? And it made me want abundance. It made me want freedom. And it drove me, it motivated me to have that. So I share that in the book because what, again, the, 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 the message in the book is, if I can do this, I promise you, you can do it. That's fantastic, man. I am very excited to read it. I can't wait. Is it come out in November? It's coming out November 14th. Fantastic, man. I'll definitely pick up some copies and uh, I'm going to have you sign it when I see you at the uh, next family mastermind, my good man. It's going to be awesome. You got it. You got it. Um, I would love to sign it. And you know what? I'll make you an offer today is um, if anybody wants to go and join our community, and um, and take one course. It's going to be the honor system. Okay, take a course. Send, say, hey, I took this course. Send me your address. I'll send you my book as uh, my gift to you if you're listening to this podcast. That's awesome, man. I very much appreciate that. And uh, you've been very calm with your time today, sir. So I don't want to take up too much of it. But now, for people that want to find you, social media, create Tailwind, your yep. podcast, talk all the ways to find, to connect, to start working with you guys. How do we get that ball rolling? Yeah. I mean, the, the easiest way is to go to createtailwind.com and it's got all the links to Instagram and and YouTube and, and all of that. Um, you know, that shows my age there because I can't, that's, that's uh, <laughs> Facebook. Uh, um, LinkedIn, all that stuff. But uh, um, so that's the easiest way. And then if 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 you have a question or you've thought about infinite banking or you're confused on something or you just just send me an email, Jim Oliver at createtailwind.com. And I, I promise you I will answer the question or I'll get somebody to answer the question. And uh, um, somebody said uh, you can't post in ghost. So I, I you know like if you send me an email, I promise you'll get a response. Awesome, man. And then podcast, same thing. They can find on createtailwind.com and everywhere they get their podcasts. Yep. Breakaway Wealth. Um, yeah. Wealth Strategies of the Unconventional and the Rebellious. Love it, man. Love it. So I'm excited to read it, man. I've enjoyed the conversation today. Obviously, a guy at your level, you bring your A-game to everything you do. This interview has been no different. You definitely brought your A-game to this podcast today, sir. Any final thoughts before I let you go, Jim Oliver? No. All I would say is that whatever you think is going to happen will happen. It's all about your mindset, man. It's all about the way you think. So think big. Love that, man. Thank you for your time. Jim Oliver, Create Tailwind, A-Game Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Have a fantastic day.